yeah, I thought I had... Sorry sorry about that, Philip. Almost blew all the speakers. I thought I only had to do the thing at the end. I thought you were doing it. Okay. Announcements. Well, first, Merry Christmas. Glad everybody's here. Uh, I'm glad Sharon's preaching because it was uh, it was an excellent Christmas Eve. Thank you for everybody that came out. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas Eve as well. We had like 35 people show up for lasagna dinner, and it was and we Christmas caroled with some old high school buddies leading worship. It was like uh, it was just fun. It was probably my. That's I think that's our tradition. I think that's going to be our tradition from now. As the Griffiths have been looking for. What we're going to do on Christmas, that's what we're going to do on Christmas. We're going to do like an early service, eat dinner at the church with anybody that doesn't have anybody around, and then a, a little later service. Announcement, the major one is office is closed tomorrow. Office is closed in observance of Christmas, but it'll be open Tuesday through Thursday as usual, 9 to 3.30. Anything else I'm missing? Marsha, do I need to announce any congregational meetings? I don't even know. Are we doing something the first? I think we're doing something next week, aren't we? Is that, is that after the service or during the service? Okay. Not just, yeah, but Gwen. Gwen Black's going to be moving over. She was elder of student ministries. Now she's moving over to elder of personnel as a second term. Does anybody know what that means? Okay. Uh, am I supposed to do a call to worship then, too? Probably. Okay. This is, let's stand up, and I'm going to say, um, I want to say he is risen, but <laughs> that's the wrong holiday. But how about uh, our king has arrived? Right? No, no. You say our king has arrived. 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 Our king, the King Jesus, has arrived. Our king, the King Jesus, has arrived. Let's sing joy to the world.
then at this time, I'd like to invite the children up for today's children's message. Good morning. So show of hands, who received Christmas gifts yesterday? What was, if you guys want to share, you guys can call them out. What was your favorite gift? You can raise your hand if you want to share. Go ahead, Violet. What was your favorite gift? No, no, no. You're waiting for someone else? Nora, what was your favorite gift? Her ukulele. Everly, what was your favorite gift? Her jewelry box? Go ahead, Violet. A pogo stick. I'm surprised those are still around. That's awesome. Anyone else? You want Rose to share? (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) So there's one thing that I've learned about Christmas gifts. No matter how much you enjoy receiving them, they just don't last forever. If you got nice new clothes, eventually they'll wear out and go out of style, or you'll outgrow them. Even if you got a fun toy you really enjoy, eventually it too could break, or you'll grow tired of it. Maybe you got candy in your stocking, but when you eat it, it's gone. I know Rose got candy, I heard. (laughs) But there's one Christmas gift that's different, and it never wears out. It never goes out of style. You'll never grow out of it. It's the true gift It's what Christmas is all about. It's God's gift to us, his son, Jesus. The Bible tells us that all who receive Jesus and believe in his name become the children of God. When we become the children of God, we have all of the rights and privileges of being his child. God will love us, protect us, and provide everything that we need. The best part is that it never ends. In Psalm 23, 6, the Bible says that kindness and love will be with us every day of our life, and we will live forever in God's house. I enjoy giving and receiving gifts at Christmas, but I think it's important to remember the greatest gift of all was God's gift to us. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Pray with me. Dear God, we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your son so we too can become your children. In Jesus' name, amen. And at this time, all children and youth are dismissed. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. God of grace and truth, in Jesus Christ you came among us as light shining in the darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light or trusted good news to be good. We have closed our eyes to glory in our midst, expecting little and hoping for less. Forgive our doubt and renew our hope so that we may receive the fullness of your grace and live in the truth of Christ the Lord. Amen. God is slow to anger and full of compassion. He forgives all who humbly repent and trust in his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please rise. Cornell and I specifically asked for that as an intro into the message today. Merry Christmas. When we come to the Sunday after Easter, we continue to proclaim he is risen, which I keep hearing this morning, because we are Easter people and we believe in the resurrection and the hope it brings. The same applies here. We are Christmas people every day because we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and came into our world to bring us to God. When I began to prepare this message, I first looked at the lectionary to see what the scripture for today was. It was from Luke and the story of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy in the temple. My immediate thought was, Christmas was just yesterday. 
when we celebrated the birth of the Christ child. I am not ready the very next day to jump 12 years ahead. He was just born. So it's the whole story I want to focus on. What did it mean to us that Jesus was born that night in the manger? What does it mean to us today that prophecy was fulfilled? Lord, open our hearts and our minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. The scripture that I have chosen for today is from the Psalms, number 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And then I have one verse from John, chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God. We don't know much 
of what took place during Jesus' first years. What happened after all those visitors came to see him and celebrate his birth? What do the messages of this Advent season we just went through mean now that the time of Advent or waiting is past? Reading prophecy passages in the Bible, we find that they often begin with the phrase, Thus says the Lord. Although there are hundreds of prophecies documented in the Bible, we are looking at those relating to the coming of the Messiah, the anointed Savior that God promised to send into the world. The details of the Messiah from the many prophets described the race, nation, and tribe he would come from, family, his birthplace, miracles, humiliation and death, the crucifixion and the resurrection. The complicated details told in each message are remarkable in that they all converge on the one person, Jesus. A son, yet the everlasting father. A child, yet the mighty God. Son of David, yet Lord of all. A prophet and a priest, yet also a king, God's servant. These prophecies were written well before the birth of Christ. It is only when seen through the gospel message of Jesus that all of these come together. Hundreds of years before he was born, God promised to send a Savior to save us. And Jesus fulfilled every prophecy down to the smallest detail. Jesus is the Messiah sent by God to save us. Four times in the Christmas story, we read the words that it might be fulfilled. The circumstances surrounding his birth, life, and death were not just coincidences, but were the fulfillment of centuries of prophetic messages. Isaiah writes, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. God with us. And so it was. John reflects the image from Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The time had fully come. God's timing. Our attention is called to these passages. Why? Because God had a plan which the prophets made known. Because God wanted us to see and believe. God wants us to know that he is real and he is present. Because God wants us to know he still has plans for us. We are very familiar with the phrase, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For centuries, the Jewish communities read of the prophecies 
and look to them as a time of hope for the future. They had long struggled. So much was predicted and anticipated. In O Holy Night, we sing the words, A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. While they were looking and waiting for was hope. Hope for a new world, a new and glorious morn. And now it had come to pass. No wonder there was such great joy. The long-awaited Messiah was here. When Mary went to see Elizabeth, the child John leaped for joy in her womb to be in the presence of the coming Savior. When John was born, his father told everyone, God has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant. When the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds, he said, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. When the shepherds had seen the child, they returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. When Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple as required, Simeon took the child in his arms and thanked God, saying, My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all your peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Anna in the temple also began to praise God and speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When the Magi arrived at the place where the star had stopped, Matthew tells us they were overwhelmed with joy. They knelt down, paid homage to him, and gave him gifts. And Mary treasured all these things in her heart, for they confirmed what she had been told by the angel. This was the Son of God, the Savior the Messiah. Remember how it was when you waited for something special and when it finally came, you wanted to jump for joy? The whole nation had been waiting for centuries. We have journeyed these past weeks also in anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah. And now he has come. We also look back at past events we have experienced. The past few days, the TV shows have been looking at 2021 and what transpired during the year. Who died, momentous events, both good and bad. Many of the news items had to do with COVID-19, Delta, and now Omicron, masks, CDC guidelines, positive tests, and immunizations, and violence in the streets. 
We all have our own personal moments to define 2021 for us. Births, deaths, celebrations, memorable occasions. Often, people express a sense of relief that the year that brought them difficulties or sorrow is ending. Turning the page to a new year seems to give them a new hope. And now we take an empty calendar and we look ahead with anticipation to 2022 and what it will bring us. We dare to hope that it will be better. Jesus gives us a new beginning, a clean page like the new calendar where all our past mistakes and sins are erased and we are made new. Wow. Just like the old calendar is done and ready to be thrown away, so is our old self. There's an old Irish tradition that on New Year's Eve, the door is opened so the old year can leave and the new year can enter. There are many looking forward to 2021 leaving. In our own lives, we have events to look forward to this coming year. We try to anticipate and guess at what is to come. The old farmer's almanac has released its official predictions for winter 2021 to 2022, dubbing the upcoming months a season of shivers, predicting a winter punctuated by positively bone-chilling below-average temperatures, but mild and dry for California. So (laughs) that's what it says. (laughs) We don't have prophets predicting for us, as did the Old Testament communities. So our predictions and resolutions are often nothing more than a guess. The prophets of old were bringing messages from God. There was no guessing. And the people listened and anticipated the fulfillment of those prophecies. When we look back and reflect on God's faithfulness in the past, we find the inspiration to trust God with our future. Hundreds of years before he was born, God promised to send a Savior to save us. And Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. Jesus is the fulfillment of the messianic prophecies, and he is the Messiah sent by God to save us. Jesus later told his followers, and indeed, what is written about me is fulfilled. The psalm I read emphasized that the believer is at all times committed and in total knowledge of God's faithfulness. The people of faith know what it means to walk with God, secure in the faith no matter what troubles or challenges they face. The psalmist asked, Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? It concluded with, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yea, wait for the Lord. 
The people waited, and God revealed God's self once and for all in Jesus Christ. The central message of this text is that the birth and its celebration are signs of hope, grounds for confidence in God's future. These lines simply present unqualified good news. Whether in this world and history or beyond, they cry joyfully that God wills and one day will bring about justice and peace for the world and all its living creatures. The word became flesh is the decisive event in human history, indeed in the history of creation, because the incarnation changes God's relationship to humanity and humanity's relationship to God. The incarnation means that human beings can see, hear, and know God in ways never before possible. The story of Jesus is not ultimately a story of Jesus. It is, in fact, the story of God. When the baby was born that night in Bethlehem, God became present with us. The passage from John, the word became flesh and lived among us, can be translated as God the word pitched his tent or made his dwelling with us. He came to stay as a human being like us. When Jesus spoke or taught, it was the voice of God. When he gave himself on the cross, it was God at work. He revealed his glory, and he came to stay. Christmas is the birth of hope. Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day, and we celebrate for our joy and hope were born with him. How do we respond to the good news that was shared. Christmas is not just a holiday, but a time of witness to the reality that affects our whole lives. The message of Christmas is hope. Emmanuel, God with us. That babe in the manger is fully God, who came to die so that we could have forgiveness of sins and be reconciled to God for all eternity. Jesus came to remind us that God loves us more than anything. The word became flesh and dwelt among us so that we could know God. The theme of John is if we want to know who God is, we need to look at Jesus. Our Christmas joy and hope are to last all year. John 1.14 is described as the single most important verse in the New Testament. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth.
How great our joy. How great our hope. God became man and dwelt among us. He became one of us, living in the middle of our world, our crises, suffering, insults, pain, and sorrow, everything we face. Hope comes from the fact that God is not distant. God knows us, God loves us, and God gave his life for us that we might have life abundantly and eternally. We have hope because of God. Hope that is celebrated on Christmas, but also on every other day of the year. We have hope because we know that Christ will come again. We watch for the second coming, just as John the Baptist and Anna and Simeon were waiting for Jesus the first time. What do we do after we have celebrated, heard the angels sing, watched the shepherds worship? Isaiah wrote, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the nations. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy. That day has come. We're asked to listen for God's voice. The psalmist referred to seeking God's presence and then responding with joy, gratitude, and praise. That's what we are to do. Give thanks for God's acts in your life. God does what he says he will do, and therein lies our hope. We have seen through the Christmas story the many prophecies spoken by God that came to pass. God is just as present today, and God still speaks today. As you look back over 2021, be aware of the God moments, the times when God was directing you or carrying you through a situation. God does not promise us a life without challenges or sorrows, but God does promise us that we will not face them alone. Put your trust in God, our hope for all eternity, and shout for joy. And then as Isaiah wrote, let this be known. This is too wonderful to keep it to yourself. Share it as you would any noteworthy event in your life. Go and tell it. And let people see Christ in your actions. There is a quote that reads, You may be the only Bible some people read. Simple acts of kindness that show the love of Christ. The Peanuts comic strip gives us a lesson on hope. In one cartoon, Lucy and Linus were sitting in front of the television, and Lucy said to Linus, 
Go get me a drink of water. Linus looks surprised. Why should I do anything for you? You never do anything for me. On your 75th birthday, Lucy promised, I'll bake you a cake. Linus got up, headed for the kitchen, and said, Life is more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. (laughs) And so it is. And we have much to look forward to. We have hope because of God's actions on Christmas Day. We have a Savior who came to give us eternal life. As we leave this Christmas season, we should go forth with hope for what has happened and for what the Lord has made known to us. God promises and God delivers. Pray with me. Oh God, we thank you for your indescribable gift. We thank you for the love you have for us that caused you to send your Son to bring it to us. Show us the face of Christ in our lives that we may truly see him as our Savior and walk in his way. May we find new opportunities to serve you in the year ahead through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And now I invite you to stand and we're going to sing Go Tell It on the Mountains because that's what this message is encouraging us to do, to spread the news.
Thank you very much, Sharon. And as we continue in worship, now's the part of the service where we give back to God just a portion of what He's so richly blessed us with. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, please send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And for those of you that are here, please leave your tithes and offerings in the, in the uh, plate on your way out. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. And join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit, we praise you and we thank you for your first arrival. As we reflect on the words that Sharon shared from your word, infuse today with hope from your second arrival. We pause for a moment and lift up our brothers and sisters that are going through valleys, going through struggles. Be with Pastor Tim as he recovers from surgery. Be with Patty Ernest as she battles cancer. Be with those that for Christmas it's more of a reminder of who's not here. I would 
I would ask that you would draw near to those folk. Fill the void. Bring your light into their darkness. We pray for our country. We pray for our state. We pray for our county and we pray for the city of Costa Mesa. So much to celebrate while simultaneously so much struggle. God, you've said you've come near. Open our eyes to that truth more and more. We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me in singing How Great Our Joy.
the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And because of that, how great our joy and how much hope we carry for the future. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all today, always, and into the new year. Amen.